Welcome back again to Your Daily Bible Podcast as we continue through the book of John. Today we are still in a very long narrative chunk of the book of John in John chapter 6, and we'll be picking up in verse 41. So, to review, Jesus fed the crowd, he went across the lake by walking on the water and meeting his disciples. When they get to the other side, the crowd realizes that Jesus has gone away during the night. They come to him looking for more food, another miracle of food. They even say, hey, you know, Moses, he gave people food. Jesus tells them, well, the true bread, don't be so worried about the food, the true bread, the bread that you need that would give you eternal life is me. If you would receive me and accept me, you would have eternal life because I am the bread sent by God from heaven to give you life. That's where we start in verse 41. At this, the Jews there began to grumble about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, Is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I came down from heaven? Stop grumbling among yourself, Jesus answered. No one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws them and I will raise them up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard the Father and learned from him comes to me. No one has seen the Father except the one who is from God. Only he has seen the Father. Very truly I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I give for the life of this world. Then the Jews began to argue sharply among themselves, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? Okay, I just want to stop really quick here and go through this progression. The first thing the Jews are upset about is that Jesus said that he had come down from heaven. Now, remember, these people know Jesus. They know his family. They know his brothers. His brothers were probably part of this crowd. Okay, so they know his earthly family. So they're thinking, this guy is out of his mind. What does he mean he came down from heaven? Then Jesus enters this this section of text where he's going to get more and more specific as he goes through it, talking about the reality that he is the bread of life, that only through his body are we saved, and that the ancestors, the Jewish ancestors who ate manna in the desert, they all died. He's offering them a bread that will lead to eternal life. And then Jesus throws in this incredibly difficult statement for the Jews. He says, I'm the living bread and you have to eat my flesh to live. Now, think about the Jews and their kosher laws and clean and unclean. The idea of eating Jesus's flesh is something that this is over the top for them. They cannot wrap their minds around what Jesus could be talking about. So Jesus continues in verse 53. Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you will have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. 
For my flesh is the real food and my body is the real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your ancestors ate manna, but they died. But whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. He said this while teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum. Okay, can you picture how uncomfortable this conversation was? Can you picture how difficult this teaching is? Well, listen to verse 60. On hearing it, many of his disciples said, this is hard teaching. Who could accept it? See, they're thinking, how are we possibly, we now, you know, we've seen the miracles. We, we think this is all great, but you're saying now we need to eat you and drink you if we're going to have eternal life. Verse 61, aware that his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, does this offend you? Then what if you see the son of man ascend to where he was before? The Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you are full of the Spirit and life. Yet, there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus had known from the beginning which of them did not believe and who would betray him. He went on to say, This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled them. From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. You do not want to leave too, do you? Jesus asked the twelve. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words to eternal life. We have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. Then Jesus replied, Have I not chosen you, the twelve? Yet one of you is a devil. Okay, so at the end of this teaching where Jesus has told them they need to eat his flesh and drink his blood, he explains to his disciples that the words he is speaking are spiritual words. He's telling them that it's only through his body and his blood that people can enter into eternal life. It's not going to come through the sacrificial system of old. It's not going to come through obedience to the law. Jesus is announcing the new covenant a new covenant that he's going to put into practice at the Last Supper table on the night that Jesus is going to be betrayed, where he takes the bread and breaks it and tells them that this is my body broken for you. And he takes the cup and passes it and says, this is my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sin. Jesus is demonstrating right now, even before that night at that table, that he knew very well that his body was going to be broken and his blood was going to be shed so that mankind could enter into, through him, eternal life. So he asks his disciples a very difficult question. The crowd is gone now. Think about that. Jesus teaches this lesson and the crowd leaves. And it's just his disciples left. And he says, are you guys going to leave too? Peter comes up with one of his best answers of the Bible. Where would we go? You alone have the keys. You alone have the words to eternal life. And we believe you are the Holy One, the Messiah, the Son of God. See, Jesus wasn't here to gather a big crowd. He wasn't here to just say things people wanted to hear so that he could get the most people following him. If he was, he'd have just turned more uh, food miracles and he would have done more healing miracles and the big public things. He'd have gathered up huge, huge, huge crowds of people, but that wouldn't have done it. Jesus knew he was here to be sacrificed, to die, 
Remember, the book of John begins with the statement from John the Baptist, here comes the Lamb of God who will take away the sins of the world. And Jesus is focused on that mission to lay down his life and to teach us the things that we had to know and understand in order for us to have eternal life. And that is, we have to place our faith in Jesus and in Jesus alone. And Jesus has been so clear with us and with his disciples that the one and only way to eternal life is through him, the water of life, the bread of life. He is the way for us to be saved. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that you sent your one and only Son into this world and that through him we can be saved. I pray for everyone who's listening today, God, that we would put our faith in Jesus Christ alone, not in our government systems, not in our health, not in our economy, not in any other thing that mankind has created that can be good, but they're not what is most important and foundational. We place our faith in Jesus the Savior of the world, the hope of the world, the bread of life, the water that never runs out. And we ask you today, God, to be with us and help us. In your precious name, amen.